Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Ah, happy Monday. We've got, let's see, we've got one more Monday after this before we get to Thanksgiving, which I think is fantastic. Um, I will not be doing Marketing Monday next week because daycare is closed and school is closed and I am giving myself, I'm setting myself up for success, guys, by (laughs) shutting down, basically. I'll be doing some like working on my business um, work during that week. And so that includes no Marketing Monday, but we will have um, podcast episodes going live for from our next guest. Um, so yes, thank you so much for being with me this morning. I know it's a little bit earlier than normal. I know. Um, but I had to shift some things around today. So it's just off by 30 minutes. So I do appreciate you being here. Uh, yes. All right. So today marketing Monday. And how about that thoughtful Thursday we had in the Defiant Business Group last week? I thought that that was fantastic. We were talking about the war of art. And, you know, we had some really good like conversation going on on different topics. So that ended up being pretty awesome. So, you know, I love these icebreakers to kind of get us going. Give me in the comments, give me up to three words that you feel best describes your brand. Um, or that you want people to feel, right, when they think of your brand. Let's do that. So what three words do you feel describe your brand? I think for me, hmm, rebelliousness is definitely one. Um, What's another? Hmm, Innovative or maybe edgy, because I like to be kind of on the cutting edge. And contrary, contrary is probably another one. My brand is definitely a good partner for any companies or professionals who feel that way. Like they're just constantly saying no to the standard and wanting to like raise the bar, uh, just want to do things differently. That is definitely um, how I think I want my customer experience to be. So if you are watching this live, please go ahead and give me a hashtag live. And if you are watching this on the replay, give me a hashtag replay. And then don't forget the question that I started you off with this morning is to give me up to three words that you feel describe your brand. So we've got a few people watching now. So I'm going to go ahead and move into my purpose for this live stream. And I, uh, when I say that I plan, I don't plan on keeping you long, I mean it. Um, we're going to get right to the point, really. Um, so we're going to look at something called opportunity cost today. And this phrase is actually from microeconomics. And there's like actually this specific way to calculate it and things. But 
Uh, we're not actually looking at it from a microeconomic standpoint exactly because that class was hard for me. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it was it was a bit it was a bit difficult. It was a bit difficult. Um, but opportunity cost is the benefit from an option not chosen. So opportunity cost is what you are foregoing in favor of a different choice. Hi, Sally. Hi, Deshaun. Yay, we got some. Here we are. Yes. Um, so yeah, so opportunity cost is when you choose not to do something. The benefit, whatever those benefits would have been, that's what you've chosen not to do. So what I want you to think about it as, yes, you know me, I got some pictures. I got a picture here for you. I want you to think of it like this. Let me get rid of the banner real quick. I want you to think of it like this, right? If you are this gentleman here in the center and you have an option to your left and an option to your right, what we like to do, we like to keep our options open, we say, right? But there's actually no such thing. Um, let's think of like this this guy here, let's say he's choosing between two potential um, partners, right? Um, and he thinks that, you know, he's still got both of his options open, even if he chooses to take one. This is actually really far from the truth. In this moment, you have two options. Once you pick, you cannot revisit this moment exactly the way that it was, right? Because time continues to go. Now, could he potentially break up with that one partner and go be with the other partner? Sure, but that's not, like he's not rewinding back to that same moment to experience it all over again, but with a different choice. So when he makes a choice to be with one partner to the exclusion of other partners, that's the opportunity cost. Now, as business owners, what this means for us is that we always want to choose the option that has the most benefit for our business. So it's not even that you're necessarily choosing one option and everything else sucks. You have to choose the options that make the most of your resources. Most people think of money. Most people think of money when they think of resources, but that's not your only resource. It's not, actually, it's not even your most important resource. I mean, it's important in terms of paying bills and stuff like that, right? But your time, yeah, your time. And money is a representation typically of our time. When someone has paid us for our time and our skills, money is stored potential, it's stored energy, right? So yes, you can lose money, but you can earn more money, but what you cannot get is more time. And so in terms of looking at entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship, this is where we go most into debt. We will, like they like they like to say, an entrepreneur is somebody who will work 80-hour weeks for themselves to avoid working 40-hour weeks for someone else. And we all kind of chuckle and we think it's funny. But the fact of the matter is, is you working 80-hour weeks isn't the problem. Are you not calculating the opportunity cost of every single one of those hours properly and making the most of them, right? And that's typically something I run into with my clients because they're typically experiencing marketing overwhelm. I like to call it the marketing hamster wheel where you're like, I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the things, Ruthie. I'm on social media. I'm on blog. I'm blogging. I'm making videos. Oh my goodness, I'm doing everything, right? Like that's that's it, right? And you're like, I'm going so fast, but you're actually not going anywhere. You're actually not going anywhere. And that's typically what I run into with my clients when I start working with them is they feel that hamster wheel and it's just going and they feel like they're going fast, but they're going nowhere fast. Yes. 
So, okay, good. We got, we got people chatting it up in the comments. They're getting it. Okay. So how does opportunity cost apply to your marketing? Okay. Um, so there's two, I think probably easy ones and we'll go with the easy ones. The two primary easy ones are your time, which we just discussed and your marketing budget, right? So your marketing budget is how much you can spend, how much you've budgeted to spend for marketing. Most companies, especially uh, solopreneur type companies or companies that are brand new, typically do not spend as much on marketing as a more mature business would, but uh, newer companies, newer businesses are also setting up things like uh, client fulfillment operations and things like that. So they have to they have to spend the money there as well. Um, <laughs> Sally is feeling the hamster wheel. I'm telling y'all it's like this. Right. Like uh, if you have kids, if you've ever watched them run around in a circle, uh, that's pretty much it. Like my my four year old was running around in a circle yesterday. And yeah, he was going super fast, but going nowhere. Um, so yeah, so looking at those two things, right, your time and your marketing budget, and we're going to dive a bit deeper into both of those with a good example. Y'all know I love my examples, but I also wanted to take a quick look at some of the secondary and tertiary effects, right, of opportunity costs when we look at things like time and marketing budget. So first of all, you can't use that time for something else once you've already used it, right? Like once you've promised your time or committed your time, right? Because just the other, a few weeks ago, I was talking about marketing consistency and how important it was to be consistent. But you wanna know something? You can consistently go in the wrong direction. You can consistently do the wrong things. And if you are consistently doing the wrong things, you are not going to get the result that you're aiming for. You are going to get the result that you invested in with your time and your money. That is where you will get it for sure. Now, let's apply this to blogging. I could apply it to video and other things too, but video is a bit more of a complex topic and blogging is a bit easier because many of you probably already have blogs. So that's what we're gonna do. So let's, okay, how long does it take to write a blog post. Let's say it's 2000 words. You're going to like smash this topic, whatever topic it is that you're writing about. How long would it take you to write a 2000 word blog post? If you've, and if you're thinking, okay, well, I've only ever written maybe like 500 words or maybe, you know, a thousand words, just, you know, at times it by four or double it. Um, so think about that. How long would it take you to write that blog post? Let's say it's a topic you know really well. You don't even have to do an extensive amount of research because you know this topic like the back of your hand, right? Although, you know, there's not much variance on the back of my hand now that I think about it. The, the This side of your hand's got is way more interesting. Um, all right. So according to studies, it takes professionals about four hours to write a blog post. And the studies that I saw, they weren't really showing, you know, how, how long the blog post was necessarily. But I would say between writing it up, 2000 words, writing it up, creating graphics, if that's what you're going to do, which you should do, uh, uploading it into your CMS, making sure the SEO is like tight, you know, and formatting it and then coming up with your promotion and distribution for that blog post, I would say you could easily hit eight hours on a single blog post. And then you're like, well, Ruthie, it's fine. I'm not doing those things. Oh, you're choosing not to do everything that you could do to make that blog post effective? Opportunity cost. 
You may be saving some time by not doing all of the things that I just listed. But how is that impacting the ROI of your blogging efforts? Mm, here we are back at opportunity cost. So that's one thing, right? And so let's say you're blogging weekly. You're blogging weekly and you've calculated your hourly internal hourly rate because, you know, I definitely don't encourage you to work by the hour. But let's say you're calculated your internal hourly rate at three hundred, three hundred dollars an hour. Um, your cost of writing that blog post and we're saying it takes eight hours is somewhere between. OK, let's say so it's four to eight hours. If it's four hours, that's twelve hundred dollars a week. If it's eight hours, it's $2,400 a week. That's what it costs. That cost is not necessarily a problem as long as blogging is part of a strategy that generates leads for you, okay? But what if you spend a year or five blogging about the wrong things? Mm. So what I mean to say is that, yes, your blogging efforts were solid, but if you had chosen different topics to blog about, if you had done the research or hired someone to do the research for you to determine what you should actually be blogging about, then the ROI on your marketing, your blogging efforts would be much higher. Like I said, you can consistently do the wrong things. Just like someone can consistently eat too many brownies. I made brownies last night. I had one. But just like I can consistently make brownies and eat too many brownies, you that's what you can do with your marketing. You can consistently do low ROI activities because you thought the most important thing was being consistent. And that's just not the case. What if you pay someone? What if you outsource it? That, that's better, right? Like, okay, so what if I'm, I'm at 300, I'm at 500, I'm at $1,000 an hour, I outsource it and I can pay someone else, you know, whatever their project rate is. And in terms of a blog post for outsourcing for something that's 2000 words, depending on the topic, depending on the topic and the things you want them to do, you can expect to pay somewhere between $500 and $2,000 for a 2000 word blog post. And I know some of you are like, oh, that's way too much. I know people who pay less, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, if you've seen my content, I, I would say you'd probably be hard pressed to find somebody who writes my content for less, right? Because I don't write <laughs> for less. So the, client that, the content that I've produced for clients does not come for less, right? So if you're like, oh, no, 2,000 word blog post, I can find somebody to write that for 200 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I could, too, if I wanted to do extensive amounts of editing. Oh, no. And we're back to opportunity cost. You may have paid them $200, but if you spend hours editing, if you spend hours fixing it, well, we're back at you being $300, $500, an hour, right? opportunity cost because you did not invest in the money up front for a professional to produce your high quality content that's supposed to generate you leads that's supposed to help you you know sell more because you did not invest that money then well you're paying it now on the back end when you have to fix it let's see yep 
opportunity cost. So yeah, so just keep that in mind. If you're outsourcing, it could be anywhere from $500 to $2,000 for a 2,000 word blog post that's optimized for SEO. Don't forget to consider your topic. If it's a more technical topic, if it's a more professional topic and the person either needs to do a ton of research or they, you know, they have that skill and that all that knowledge in their minds, then yeah, you're going to pay that much, right? Because you're like, well, I want somebody who's going to write it like me. All right, well, what is the value of you? And we already said it was $300, $500, $1,000 an hour. So you'd be lucky to find somebody to, to write that for you for $2,000. All right. The other thing, so looking at money, opportunity costs, looking at your marketing budget. So we talked about time and how else could you have used that time, right? Maybe instead of writing a blog post, you could have been doing puzzles with your kids or you know playing catch outside, going for a walk, exercising, taking care of your biology right? So that was time. What about money? Well, once you spend that money, can you make more money? Sure. But that particular amount of money, those particular dollars, let's say they're all real dollars. And uh, let's say they're, you know, in my hand dollars, uh, the, that particular dollar with that particular serial number, I cannot spend this another way because I already spent it the way that I did. So when you invest in tactics ahead of your strategy, you have spent that money. Yes, you may make more money, but you've already spent those dollars. You cannot respend them unless you get a refund. But even if you get a refund, you've also spent time and that person cannot refund you time. That person cannot refund you time. How valuable is your time? How much of it do you have to waste? These are the types of questions you have to ask when you're looking at your marketing strategy, as many people are doing right now this, you know, during this season. And that's why I've been talking to more people because more people are thinking, okay, what about my marketing strategy? So I'm having more conversations right now because much like how people think, oh, I will lose weight in January. That's when I'm going to start. A lot of people like to do marketing strategy development in the months leading up to the new year because that's just a good time for it. Honestly, <laughs> it's a really good time for it. Let's see. So yeah, so it's a really good time for marketing strategy right now. And you have to consider your time as a resource, your money as a resource. You cannot get that time back and unless you get a refund, you're not getting that money back either, right? But you've lost the opportunity. By choosing one opportunity, you lose other opportunities. And you're like, well, what if I just keep doing what I'm doing? All right, well, unlike this picture, just imagine that this picture is the same, but eventually the stairwells disappear. When you choose to do nothing, that is a choice. That's a choice. Eventually, those opportunities move on. They pass you by. So this is why I am so very like amped up and fired up about marketing strategy, because I see business owners every day who are engaging in certain tactics and then throwing their hands up like, oh, video doesn't work. Instagram doesn't work. LinkedIn doesn't work. Blogging doesn't work. That's what happens when, in fact, everything I just said, right, when they're referring to it, even the social media platforms, even on, like they're like, I post every day on Instagram and I just got nothing. Well, did you approach Instagram with a strategy? Did you approach Instagram with key performance indicators in mind? Those are called KPIs. Those are your marketing goals. Did you approach 
anything with a marketing goal in mind, or did you approach the tactic and expect the tactic to produce business for you? These are the questions you have to answer. Your strategy is not just the sum of its tactics. Your strategy drives your tactics. And that is what you have to consider as you move forward. All right. This week, this week, I've got Rachel Druckenmiller on the Defiant Business Podcast. Her episodes start going live tomorrow. They start going live tomorrow. And she is just an amazing person. She is the CEO and founder of Unmuted, and she works with the HR departments of a variety of businesses to help them, you know, empower and engage their employees and that, and she's a keynote speaker. I've heard her speak and it's so wonderful. So you're not going to want to miss these episodes. So please subscribe and share wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a rating, give us a review that helps a lot. And I love you forever. Um, but you're definitely going to want to listen to her episodes. And then just last week, we wrapped up the interview series with Ashley M. Williams, the CEO and founder of Rizar, a black woman owned tech company that's actually gotten capital funding. And so that's one of the big reasons I wanted to talk to Ashley, because uh, it's like 0.2% of all of the $40 billion in venture capital funding went to black or women of color owned businesses. I'll say that black women owned businesses. So what that means is that Ashley has done something that many want to do, but have yet to do. And so that's why I encourage you to go ahead and check out her episodes. All of them are live, all four. So you can go ahead and catch up. And then just like I said, remember, hit subscribe, share, and be ready for tomorrow when I introduce you to Rachel Druckenmiller, the CEO and founder of Unmuted. You can also check her out on LinkedIn. She sings on LinkedIn, and I love it. It was part of the reason I started singing. But no, she inspired me, and I heard her speak for the first time, uh, I think it was January of this year. Uh, Might have been December of last year. And I knew I had to have her on my podcast. She's powerhouse. And I know you guys are going to love it. Uh, thank you so much. If you have been here, remember, hashtag live, hashtag replay. And then the other thing you owe me is three words that you feel describe your brand or that you want people to feel when they think of your brand. All right. Those three words, super important. Thank you again so much. Yes, yeah, Sylvia loves Instagram. I can't see your name person who said that they wanted to give Instagram a try, but Sylvia loves it. So if you have any questions at all about Instagram, talk to her. I know I do. So if you ask me a question, uh, especially if we're in the, the group, the Defiant Business group, I will probably answer it to the best of my knowledge and then I'll tag Sylvia. So <laughs> go ahead and ask her. Um, yes, yes, we've got a, an amazing lineup for season six of the podcast. And if you can believe it, I'm actually putting together a really awesome lineup for season seven already. So let's go ahead into our week. Remember, think about this as you're looking at all these Black Friday deals. Don't let those Black Friday deals on tactics trick you. It's going to sound like a great deal. But ask yourself, do you have the money? And do you have the time? What is the opportunity cost? Don't let those Black Friday deals get you. All right. You're going to end up with tools and stuff that you don't need. And thank you so much for listening and watching today. And I look forward to getting back with y'all in the comments. Mwah. 
Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.